This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So you drove to Los Angeles today? You didn't take the train? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Hi, buddy. Hi, dude. <laughs> hey, buddy. It's so good to see you. It's always good to see you, man. Yes. You look like you are brimming. You are full of words and thoughts. Let me tell you what happened this morning. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. First of all, dear listeners, I live in San Diego, and a lot of the time I come up to L.A. to record this podcast because it is the cooler of the two cities. And it's where Hannah Hart lives. Not temperature-wise, though. I think San Diego is a little bit cooler because it's on the coast. Oh, that's right. It's disgusting today here. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, but, okay, so I was going to take the 10 a.m. train, get in at 12. Recording starts at 2. I was like, I am so good at this. Yay. I leave my house. I didn't realize that there's traffic in San Diego at 9.30 in the morning. I was like, who are these people? If you're not at your job at 9, like, what the fuck are you doing? Right, because what time do you usually go to work? I, I leave the house at 6.15 in the morning. <gasps> So, so I get to the train station, I'm like running, and the train's like pulling away. So I was like, no big deal, I'll get the 1134 train. No! So then I get some coffee and got some food, and then it was not the 1134 train, it was the 1124 train. So no! I also missed that train, and then I was like, fuck it, I'm driving to LA! So then I had to take my life in my hands by driving terrifyingly in terrifying LA, which is terrifying to drive in. It's like that scene from The Matrix, the second one, where you know, Trinity is like, I thought you told me to never go on the freeway. And then Morpheus is like, we're going on the freeway. And then like nine semis immediately try to kill them. Anyways, it's really good that we're talking about time today, because I can say I am terrible at time. Terrible. Terrible. terrible at it. How did I miss two trains in a row? And I was miss I was sitting like a hundred yards from the train station. <laughs> oh, that sucks. That's my story. <laughs> yeah. Yes, this is all very fitting because today on Analyze This, we are discussing time, specifically time management, our relationships with time, why is time such a dick, etc. <laughs> You know, David Bowie has that great song, Time, and it's like, time flexes like a hall, falls wanking to the floor. His trick is you and me, boy. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you read David Bowie lyrics, sometimes you're like, wow, that's profound. Other times you're like, how high were you? I'm impressed at both the lyrics and the fact that you could recite them like that. Oh, thanks. I was really into David Bowie in high school. Yeah. Yeah, oh, big okay. time. So, Hannah, how, I mean, you've given us a little bit of a taste, but... <laughs> What is your relationship with time like? A taste? Uh, <laughs> Delicious time. I'm still like processing everything that happened, to be quite honest. I'm. Well, didn't you go on a date last night? Yeah, and I was like, why did I do that? Why did I go out and drink on a night before? I have this like big day, and I was just like, whatever, I'm living life. Cause you got... That's why, because you got to be living life, bro. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was worth it. How could you? <laughs> All right, if you could define your relationship with time in one word, what would it be? Fucked up. <laughs> Bad. Bad. Not good. Um, Un double plus ungood? Double plus, <laughs> yes. I guess I just feel like 
there's never enough time, but when there is time, I don't take advantage of it. And I wish I could just be okay with what is happening with time. But I'm always like, oh my god, are you serious? Another minute went by? Mm-hmm. How is this happening? Well, I feel like time has been a part of our culture. I mean, in our culture, time starts having an effect on your life, you know, the second you're born, etc. You know, even the way we structure elementary school education, right? You have like 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. That was the amount of time you're supposed to be at school. And this is the amount of time you're supposed to have lunch. But everybody's different, you know? Like, Everybody has a different way of managing their relationship with time. Dear Hannah Hart, I'm actually, I'm very impressed with you, dude, because I feel we both have fairly chaotic brains, Mm. but you are a successful entertainer person, which means you must have some time management skills. You know, I've never really felt like I've, I've ever mastered time management. This is the impression I have of myself. I, I feel like I'm a really unorganized person. I feel like I'm always trying to do too many things at once. I feel like I've always overbooked myself. Or I'm just doing absolutely nothing at all. I remember in college, I would wait until the night before the class to write my entire paper. Like, I would literally get up at 6, 7 a.m. and be like, okay, got to get eight pages by 10. So. Go. <laughs> and fortunately slash unfortunately, I was able to pull it off, which meant that I never learned the skill of managing time. You know, I feel like we don't praise that enough. Like in our kids, we're always like, oh, you're so smart. But we're never like, good job trying to do your best today, child. I'm surprised you brought up kids for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. That threw me off. But but it's true because yes. when we compliment children, we're like, oh, you're so smart. You're so this. You're so that. And we give them these like defiant. Yeah, are they though? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but we should be praising them for their efforts, right? Yes. Oh, you're right. Absolutely. Yes. Be like, you, you tried. You, you put tried. time in. That's really the highest compliment you can give anybody. How was your date last night? Okay. It was a little confusing for me. So it went well. The guy has also done improv. So we were like having a fun time and like laughing and talking. And then I was like, after like two beers, I was like, well, I should close my tab. And I was clearly like, to go bone you. Like, (laughs) that's kind of the vibe I thought I was giving, which apparently was not. Because then we like stepped out of the bar and he was like, all right, cool. Nice to meet you. Talk to you later, maybe. And I was like, what? What? And I was like, is it because I said I want to leave? So then he immediately was like, oh, God. Wow. And you my paid male for the ego. You paid for the date? Dude, I. Yes. I was like, I have a sweet tax return coming. I got this round. He's like, thanks. I think. I, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to be fair, though, if it was gender reversed and you were like, I bought dinner. Why didn't we have sex? We'd be like that guy. I mean, I didn't think I deserved sex. I mean, I wasn't like, I don't feel entitled to sex. I just was a little surprised that he left so hastily. Hmm. You know, didn't even get like a kiss on the cheek or anything. What? I'll kiss you on the cheek. I'll kiss you on the cheek right now. I was like, am I? uh, You look great. Am I? No, you're good. Did I smell like garbage or something? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm glad I went on a date because it had been a while since I've been on a date. What if he had kissed you on the forehead? I would have alerted the police. The police. I have, like, a, there I have is a, friend. a sexual predator. On I have the loose. friends, happily married couple, great couple. Their first date ended with the guy kissing her on the forehead, and she oh. was like, 
Quad. Like, uh, was that he just spazzed? He like, spazzed out because he liked her so much. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, oh. Now they're married with children, so it all worked out. Right. Uh, well, who knows? Who knows what he was thinking? I should yeah. probably. I'm like, is it too bold? I'm kind of thinking of texting him and being like, hey, bro, like, just want you to know. I totally wanted to have sex with you last night. <laughs> is that that's too much, right? Yeah. This is why I'm gonna be alone forever. Okay, that's not true. Um, anyways, but I feel like we're a little off topic. There, you know, there's no, there's no time like the present. <laughs> oh my gosh! High five! High five! Slap! Oh, very good. Uh, okay, no. wait, wait, wait. I want to say something. I've decided my relationship with time is conflicted. Ooh, good word. Good word, Hannah. Conflicted. Because I feel I want to be better at managing it, and the same time I rebel against that idea because I'm like, why are we even on this planet to manage our time efficiently? Am I going to be like 85 and dying and be like, oh, thank goodness I was really efficient with that time? Yeah. I mean, how does our relationship with time affect our perception of ourselves? Oh, quite heavily. Quite heavily, which is why Hannah and I came up with this task that we wanted to test out to see how are we spending our time. Now, to be fair, we were going to do this for a week. I'm going to be honest with you. I did it for four days. I got like five or six. Whoa, dude. (laughs) That's amazing. Hey, four is good. See, you spent time doing a thing and that's what's worth praise. Well, I cannot wait to tell you the shocking results. We wanted to do this to stop being like, God, where does all the time go? So this would actually allow us to say, oh, this is exactly where it went. Have you always felt conflicted about your relationship with time? Yeah, I guess I always frame it as in like, I should be better at this. And then I'm like, but I am a free child of the flowers. Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Why should I have to manage time? Maybe I'm just not a time manager. Can't I exist but then, no, because practically to live in the world, unless you live in a cave, you have to you have to have some time management skills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just hate I just hate them. Let's explore that. Let's go. Let's go deeper. Child of the flowers. <laughs> what What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Like, I mean, I find that okay. Some give people, us a concrete example, like a task you wish you had time for, and you feel like you don't have time for it, et cetera, et cetera. Like uh, use maybe banjo or use yeah. Okay, well, one thing I want to do that I think about all the time is making art. I literally have not made art in months. She means painting. Paint, painting. Or making any art. Or making anything. Like I started coloring a little bit, but that is something I really want to do. But I rebel against the idea of, okay, I'll do it for like 20 minutes. I'm like, I don't want to sit and do it for 20 minutes in between two tasks because that's how the world works. I want to like go lie in a cave and think about things and listen <laughs> to music and then paint for like five hours and it's like, it's just not going to happen that way. Mm-hmm. But I still, it just takes like the kind of mystique and mystery out of it to be like, oh, I'll just do it from 8 to 8.20 because that's the time I have when my toast is getting ready and when I have to get on the bus. Like that fucking depresses me. It seems like it's not, it, there's no point to it if you can't spend those five hours doing it. Right. Well, and also, you know, some people say, well, I, I think I've heard you say this. Mm. It's easier for me to get things done when I have things on the calendar already that I have to get done. So I have some structure to my day. I feel like I can't get anything done with no structure. And I also can't get anything done when I know there's something coming. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, something's coming in two hours. I can't get into this right now. So <sighs> I feel a bit like a hopeless case, I have to say. But you still have the urge to make art. But I still have the urge to make art. Yeah. I mean, I get it, dude. Like, if I... The other day, I was like, okay, I have a meeting at 11. I'm up. I'm ready to go. Oops, I played Best Fiends for two hours. Who am I? What am I doing? (laughs) Well, yes, I'm curious about... Well, because I know you work from home. 
So do. you don't have to, you know, you don't have to rush off. I don't have to get dressed in the morning. <laughs> so bitter. <laughs> Dude, it does not help. I get dressed every day. I'll tell you about working from home, time management. Spoiler alert, what's coming up? Oh, okay. So how do you get your tasks done? I mean, I know you have a lot of projects going on and you've written, you've written books. You know, you clearly have finished things. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, writing. Okay, that's a great, that is a great point. I think I learned a lot of lessons about time management from writing and my expectations of how managing time would go. Uh, for instance, what you call like laying in a field surrounded by flowers or off in a cave for five hours, I call cabin in the woods. Like, oh, I just wish I could go off to some cabin in the woods and write my book and just sit there and meditate in my prose and be like, scooby boo 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 Sometimes people do that. Yeah, dude, whatever. People who aren't running a multifaceted entertainment business. <laughs> I, the, the fact of the matter is, I can't go off to a cabin in the woods. Or mm-hmm. I could go off for a designated period of time. But writing isn't, I feel like art making isn't about inspiration You know how they always say 10% inspiration, 90% perspiration? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What happened with my first book is my cabin in the woods bubble burst, you know? Uh, My editor was like, there is no cabin in the woods. You are also filming a movie. You're all doing all this stuff. You have to write the book. You have to figure out where you're going to write it. And I'm like, no, I want the ecstasy of the creative experience. I want to just go and then just not stop and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And I had to let go of that because I wanted to, to make it real. And so, and fit into my life. So basically, I just blocked out times of my day where no one was allowed to contact me. Okay. Well, here I have a question. Yeah. So here's something And then, that, you know. like, waited for my sweat to turn to blood. And then... <laughs> That's a So <laughs> what, what came up for you? Because I've tried the, like, okay, I've tried writing in from two to three. I will do this thing. And then two comes around. And sometimes... And a lot of the time, I'm like, oh, fuck, No! Yeah. You know, I still can't seem to make myself do anything for that period of time, no matter if I set an alarm. So what is that about? I mean, did that ever happen for you? Oh, or? 100%. 100%. I'd be like, okay, so from two to four, I'm going to work on the book. And then two would come around. I'd be like, nope. But turns out that's because I was still getting contacted, et cetera, et cetera. By trying to really figure out where to put those hours, I learned a lot about my creative peaks and valleys. For instance, 8 a.m. to noon, great time of day for me. Noon to five, I'm a wasteoid of a human. 8 p.m., 9 p.m., 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., 2 a.m., great time of the day. So instead of thinking to myself, okay, because I didn't do it from 2 to 3, I'm not going to do it today, I just kept moving things until I found a time that fit best for me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So it seems like it's more rather than fitting yourself to time. It's like making time work for you. Dude! (laughs) Yeah, man! Or giving yourself, like... Thinking of what's happening as a result, not like the cause. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like saying, well, I purposely like put my video games in the closet. And that's so then when two comes around, I can't be sit down and play video games. I have to, I don't know, making it easier for you in that way. Yeah. Making it easier for you. If sometimes making it easier might mean move, removing distracting objects or making it easier might mean you're genuinely not ready to do that at 2 p.m. and giving yourself, okay, fine, I'm going to do five to seven instead and see how that feels. And you go through these series of experimentation until you find the time that's right, you know? But you might be curious to see how you're spending your time and how it might change your perception of it. 
So when we came up with the idea for this uh, exercise, I suppose, which, by the way, again, small disclaimer, we are not experts. We are not giving you in particular advice. We're simply sharing things that we've tried for ourselves and exercises that we made up. And we've, I probably didn't even do that good of a job. You have an A-plus from me because you got in that car and you drove here today. That's how much I wanted to be here today. <laughs> Thank you, dude. That makes me happy. Hannah Gell, before we look at the results, let me ask you this. What was your guess about how you spent your time? Well, this was an interesting exercise because I was actually not very surprised. Really? I think I'm pretty aware. Well, what was your guess? That I just waste a ton of time. <laughs> and I do. <laughs> what? And But to actually write it down was pretty... It was, it was intense. Also, it was a little tricky because I realized now more than ever... You hardly do any one thing at a time. Like, what I wanted to do was say, like, start... Yeah, walk us through one of the days. Just read us, like, one of your one of your logs. Here's Monday, 5.30 a.m. I wake up. I flop around in bed until 6 a.m. I can't um, believe you wake up at 5.30 a.m. Let me just say, like, damn, that sucks. It's a horrible nightmare. That's so hard. Um, 6 to 6.20, get dressed, pet kitty, gather food and things. 6.20, 6.45, drive to work. So, so far, you haven't wasted any time. You're right. I'm just doing uh, things I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I'm grateful to be employed, you know? Gratitude? Okay. Take that filthy word out of your mouth. <laughs> okay. This is like day four or five of logging time. So at this point, I'm kind of noticing some things. I've literally made a note to myself in all caps, and it says, I don't understand how anything gets done. Okay. Well, because... keep, keep walking us through the day. Okay. Okay. So, 6.45 to 7.48, open doors, which is part of my job, fill some classrooms with supplies, make coffee for the entire office. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, Listen to podcasts sent to me by Rich. <laughs> That's all from 6.48 to 7.48? Oh, no, wait, there's more. Check email, text, surf internet, check blogs, get coffee, talk with a coworker. So that was like... 25 minutes. That was 6 four, Wait. That was 7.48 to 8.11. Wow. I sped... Uh, if you keep going, let's hear the whole day, and then we'll hear your perception of it. Okay. Um. Let's see. 8.11 to 8.30. Uh, text and use my dating app. <laughs> <laughs> solid 20 minutes of... Uh, wow, gonna I was going to say, solid 20 minutes of fingering. This but... is going to be horrifying. Like, honestly, no. if anyone from my job hears this, they're going to be like, you're fired. I'm grateful to have a job. Okay. 8.30 to 8.52. Submit work request. That's one work-related thing I did. Then go again. <laughs> you have only taken a break for 20 minutes already in this thing. You worked from 6.48 to 8.11, took a break from 8.11 to 8.30, and then you went back to work, dude. No, 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 no. You didn't hear me say, like, just look at blogs. Also, making coffee is not working. Also, getting coffee is not working. Talking with my coworker was not working. <laughs> okay, fine, 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 fine. But I really appreciate it, dude. Okay, Thanks, okay, man. Okay. It's okay. so good to hear your perspective, though, honestly, because... It's wildly different. You okay. know how I am. Okay, so... Submit work request. Uh, look at the dating app once again. Text. That's like 22 minutes wasted right there. Oh, 8.52 to 9.21. Get dragged into bullshit by a coworker. <clears throat> And then another four minutes of texting. Okay, 9.25 wow, to 9.29. <laughs> what? Four minutes of work. What's done? <laughs> Dude, your time, I thought we were doing it by the hour. I just did it at one hour at a time. I wanted to be like, no, no, this is how many minutes 
are going to blah, blah, blah. Like, so I could be at the end of the day, like, I spent X amount of minutes doing this. Mm. So then I can't say, like, I had no time to do blank when I have apparently 98 minutes to look at my phone. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at your phone, what? Do, how many times a day do you look at your phone? Me? Yeah. I can't believe I'm not looking at my phone right now. Like a hundred times a day. I, I, I thought you were my phone. <laughs> if you spend two minutes every time you look at your phone and you look at your phone a hundred times a day, that's over two hours yeah. of looking at your phone. Yeah. Of 16 hours of being awake. And? It's crazy. Where was I? Hmm. Give me this log. I'll read it. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. 925, 929, natural gas smell. What's this? Okay. 929 <laughs> to 942. Phone call, text, check personal. You know what you should do is everyone should guess what my job is from listening. Oh, don't invite stalkers. Phone message, 945 to 1025. Waste time on internet, 1025 to 1036. Rage. Uh, it's hard to keep track of time in the office. <laughs> 36 to 1051. Make hair appointments, Snapchat, text, email. 1106 to 1125. Prepare work forms, keys for new staff, email, apply lotion, brush hair. <laughs> 1130 to 12. Meeting with IT. 12 to 126. Drive to Lofty. Is that a coffee shop? Oh, yes, it is. I'm going to say, okay. Noon to 126. Uh, get lunch. Visit with friend. Get back to work. Eat. Watch Han Solo trailer. Text dating app. <laughs> 126 to 148, Twitter, 148 to 203, <laughs> pluck chin hair, stare into space, stare at wall, look at other people's sad ones. Wait, wait, let me see. Oh, look at other people's salaries. Oh, look at other people's salaries. <laughs> Which you can do in the state of California. A two to three, white request, email, YouTube personal, email, 311 to 330, go to the bathroom, lock door, gather things, leave. 3.30 to 4.11, drive home. 4.11 to 4.25, park, go to the apartment, flop into bed. 4.25 to 5.30, nap. 5.30 to 6.45, put away laundry, dating app. 6.45 to 7, walk to improv. 7 to 9, improv class. 9, 9.30, chit-chat, go home. 9.30, 10.30, talk to roommates, make food, eat food, put food away, read, pet cat, <laughs> dating app, stare into space for 10 minutes, poop. 11, <laughs> 11 to 11.27, lights out. Oh, you get into bed and read. Wow. I mean, I should not... Okay, I get up at 5.30. I should not be awake at 11.27 at night. Should, Hannah? Are we using... <sighs> should, are we really using should words? I guess this is what was very powerful about this. I had to be more than usual. I had to be completely aware of when I was choosing to just fuck around. Mm. I was. It's like to, to do the easier thing. Mm. To be like, oh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I'm sensing a lot of, uh, I'm sensing a lot of judgment here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What in your mind, so you could feel good about yourself, is your expectation of how much time you spend reading the news, etc. on the internet, fucking around as you so brutishly said. I mean, I just, I feel like out of an eight hour workday, I literally did like two hours of work. Does your job require eight consecutive hours of work to finish it no no does any job i mean that's a bigger question right it's like is it a realistic expectation that you could spend eight hours consecutively doing nothing but working absolutely you no know, no you're right i guess what the thing is the thing that really gets me down is okay i have all of this i have this time at a desk in front of a computer and i have so many things i want to try like i want to learn how to code i want to learn how to use like you know, Photoshop and Illustrator. And it's like, 
I have the internet, which gives me superpowers. And then like every day I actively choose to do, to like, just be asleep kind of. Because I feel like that's, that's what it's like the choice to actually be incredibly aware of how you spend your time every day. It's your, it's make, it's forcing you to be intentional with everything you do, Mm. you know? And, and it was so amazing to see how, like, if I, how many times I would be like, I want to start this task and spend time on this task. And then I would like look at my phone, which completely like throws you off. Mm -hmm. It's like nothing. It was so hard to do anything and not be interrupted, Mm. whether by myself or by (laughs) some bullshit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Honestly, I hear, you know, there's, I hear the toxic, in my opinion, kind of toxic nature of the office space, right? How it's structured. And for me, for me personally, and it sounds like for you. Oh, the it? office is hella toxic. It's hella toxic, <laughs> right? But you, you, what you found yourself is you're trapped between these two conflicting desires. One, uh, the desire, the realization that your job does not take eight consecutive hours to complete. And two, the judgment of how you spend the rest of those hours. You're not giving yourself permission and thus, it's easy to do what society accepts as permission, i.e. Twitter, dating apps, looking at your phone. Everyone around us is looking at their phones. They're not using their time to better themselves. They're thinking, oh, man, I don't want to, you know, use my time to not work. So I feel guilty and judged. So I'm just going to do this other thing. What if you tried giving yourself permission to learn something that hour? Like saying, it's totally OK because I got this stuff done. And now I can use this other chunk of time to do this thing. Because it sounds like it, it sounds like to me you're not proud of like how you're spending your extra time, but also you don't want to have any extra time. You don't feel like you should have extra time, right? Like you're you're wedged between these two things, right? Yeah, dude, man, you should be a therapist. Oh my god, no! <laughs> if I was a therapist, I would not say all no, this. You're totally right. That's the difference between friendship and therapy. I'm like, hey, girl, let me tell you <laughs> a thing or two about you. No, I mean, but yeah. I think uh, what it's true what you're saying, and uh, and honestly, it points to like. I think it really, it's comforting to be like, oh, well, I won't give myself permission. But I think it's really more like, I'm scared. I'm scared to start something new. I'm scared to start things because it's hard. I've convinced myself I'm terrible at time management. I'm, it's like, I've totally not going in with like a, I can do this. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll look at this for like 30 minutes. I'm like, what is the point? I know I'm just going to like end up being overwhelmed because... Mm. The internet is vast. <laughs> mm. I have a couple other observations I'd like to share, which yeah. might make you feel a little bit good. Oh, okay, you, good. I you thought you were going to say uncomfortable and sad. No. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, dude, not at all. Look, okay. when did you start learning banjo? A year ago. About a year ago. Mm-hmm. About a year ago. Okay. Right. Right, How right, much right. progress have you made? Uh, a year ago from today, were you at this level of banjo? No. Have your banjo skills improved? Yes. Have you completed some improv classes? Yes. So it sounds to me like maybe you're just not a self-learner. Like you have these skills and classes you want to take, but you're not a self like, oh, I'm just going to go learn this. I would wager that if you took like an online class that had the structure built in, had the expectations built in, you would meet them. oh my gosh but this is a whole other subject i feel like people who can teach themselves are morally superior in every way this is the sound i'm I'm slapping my forehead maybe i don't maybe what if i just decide i'm a self-learner don't you think that's possible i don't care (sighs) what i care about is 
accepting yourself for how you are. That is my greatest goal in this life is to be comfortable in my own skin, accepting myself for the differences that I have. You don't have to be a self-starter. You don't have to be a self-learner. You don't have to be a self-anything. There's no way that other person's morally superior to you. <laughs> morally superior. You guys can't hear this, but I was slapping my forehead like, so how? many times. Uh, True. I guess I don't know where. I feel like maybe someone. I'm on, sweating. I'm it's, sweating too. I had no idea this episode about time would get so deep. <laughs> I'm so emotional right now. It's okay. I like it when you cry. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> um. I, well, I guess I feel like maybe I don't know. Maybe there's just so much emphasis on being a self starter, especially now in American society. Yeah, and like you and hard, you're like a self starter. You're like I have a YouTube channel that I built from. Well, do you want to... We could go into my day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Nothing would make me happier. <laughs> we, I, that would make me really happy, too. I just want to say one thing about... You're right. There is a lot of social, American, independent, yada, yada emphasis on being a self-starter. And remember what we learned when we lived in Japan about community and how it's not about the individual, but it's about the group. And I feel like what we really lack in society is the ability to accept ourselves for whatever role we do play as opposed to trying to wedge ourselves into the role we think we're supposed to be playing. My God. This is one extra thing I wanted to say. Yes. I think I, I love got you this too. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? I say that in every way, every moment of my life. Um, to you, Hannah Hart. Oh, that you love me? Oh, wow. Let's live as if we're saying I love you to every day. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, not the day. God. <laughs> um, but okay, people always say time is money. Especially now in terms of school, because school now equals debt. And as you know, I've wanted to go to art school like my whole life. <laughs> and it's always like people are like, oh well, you know, you don't even need to go to school. You should just like teach yourself, just like fuck around a little bit, blah blah blah. I feel like I've heard that message so many times. Mm -hmm. But if you're someone who needs the structure to access these parts of yourself, you need the outside outside structure to give yourself the permission, mm -hmm. then that means it's worth it. Yeah, and I don't even care if I honestly Imagine this. You want to go to school to learn and to help yourself, not for anyone else. That's why you want to go. You're... I don't even want to do anything with it afterwards. I honestly would just like the experience of going. I'm so emotional. She's I'm crying. actually crying. She's right actually now. crying. Uh... Well, hey, life is long, dude. Hopefully, knock on wood. You know, you never know. <laughs> oh, but you, you should. But Hannah, like, yeah, you're right. So it's like you hear this outside source saying you can just do it yourself. But why can't you just say no? I can't. I want to go to school. <sighs> I'm just so sad for myself because I can't believe I just listened to all those voices, you know? It's like I listened to all those voices and just assume that they're right and that I'm wrong. So I've tried so hard and been so mad at myself that I just haven't done it. I just can't do it that way. Oh, I have, I have to get you a tissue and give you a hug. <laughs> Otherwise, I will die. So. so embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. I love you. I'm hugging Hannah. I just want everyone to know there are two males in my acquaintance in the room who I don't know extremely well. I one mean, we them, know them kind of well. Yeah, one of them's our producer. Oh, the other's thanks, recording buddy. audio. There you go, buddy. I love you, dude. <laughs> I love you.
love you, dude. Get used to this, everyone. Get used to this every week. Where's the... I don't have a tissue. I don't need that. She's like, I am an expert public crier. It's true. I think I have cried in more public places than anyone. Hey, but you know, planet. you used to cry every single day. Well, that's true. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. No, you don't. <laughs> but even if you did, no, it's better, probably for the best that you don't cry every day. But yes, but yeah, dude, I think it was, it's really poignant what you said about why did you listen to all those voices? You know, forgive yourself. It's in the past, man. You listen to those voices. That's fine. But here you are in your life right now. And you've done more than you allow yourself to realize. And you have, have the tools. You just need the one thing you're missing is the permission. You know, you can, you don't have to go to art school for any other purpose, but that's how you want to spend your time while you're alive on this precious blip, this moment that we have. It frustrates me so much that we give all these lessons about product. It's about what you're going to do with it. Well, why would you do that? When it's, no, it's living is the doing. People always say, oh, it's the journey, not the destination. And I'm like, yeah, guys, how about we start believing that? That would be amazing. Right? I want you to, maybe I'll make you go to art school on the podcast. (laughs) We'll have to figure out how art school would work. Dude, you should just do it for you so you can pat yourself on the back for it. Like when you were like, I just want to pick up everything and move to North Carolina. And you did that. Like you, when you were like, I'm going to go to Japan, like you pat yourself on the back for it. I think, you know, and for those of you who are listening, who may struggle with this, sometimes I think what happens is we listen to so many voices outside of us that we lose track of the voice inside of ourselves. Yes. And then you have an epiphany and you get so mad at yourself. You're like, why did I listen to all those fucking idiots? Well, they're not fucking idiots. They might, you know, be like people that love you. They think they're what they're saying. It's fine. But why did you give it so much power? Doesn't even matter. Exactly. To whoever's listening out there in the podcast land and my beloved friend, Hannah Gelb, you have your own amount of power for your life and you get to decide what to do with it. If you're so lucky. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, there is such a thing as time poverty, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah. There's people. Everyone's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they don't cook for their kids. And I'm like, uh, hello. They just worked like an 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. janitorial shift. Yeah. They're going to get home and be like, "Okay, sorry, children. Here's Burger King. Not everyone has the time or resources to cook. I know. We could do a whole episode about (laughs) the moral superiority of people who cook. Yeah. The moral superiority of food culture. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, let's not say moral superiority. Let's say the... Mm-hmm. We'll have to some... We'll think of some unbiased words. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, man. Well, I feel like we have a full episode. And we don't even really need to go into my time. <laughs> I want to hear how you spend your time. Fine. In summation, I, Hannah Hart, as you declared at the beginning of this show, uh, very organized and doing so many things, I forgot my time log at home. <laughs> Okay, I had one book to remember to bring here to this podcast, and I left it at home. Cool guy, me. However, I do have a calendar that is on my phone that says pretty much how I spend my days. Um, Yes, let's let's give it a look. Give it a look. Okay. Um, Also, additionally, my perception of how I spend the majority of my time, I perceived that when I started this, I would find that I spent the majority of my time, what I like to call, which is the word, brooding. Which means for me, just furrowing my brow and thinking and being like, what does it say, though, that I, to me, I'm like, that's a great way of using your time. You only think that because it's not you, it's me. You're like, well, that seems good, Dan. That seems great. Which is why I can see you, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about friendship, right? Objectivity. And also, brooding's a terrible way to spend your time. Yeah, but, well. It don't feel good. Oh, you're right. 
Ruminating? What if that's your process? What if you have to ruminate from two to six every day? Let's find out. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so for all intents and purposes, this is how I spend uh, the average day. Um, And I'll use the structure of what's here on my calendar. We'll do yesterday because, yeah, you called and I was like, hi, bye. Oh, so the day prior, I spent the entire day uh, filming, editing, and making a video and responding to emails. So the day prior, I basically worked a full, full day. Mm -hmm. So uh, yesterday morning, I woke up around 8 and I spent three hours playing Best Fiends on my phone. And casually taking phone calls and answering emails. Mostly, (laughs) mostly playing Best Fiends. Was there other stuff I wanted to do? Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. Do you get up at the same time every day? Ish. You know, I mean, that's hard. Between 7.30 and 8.30, I'm getting out of bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, around there. Uh, 11 a.m., I had a call. Uh, At 12, I had another call. At 12.45, I had to arrive at a separate podcast. At 2 p.m., I had to take another call from the car as I headed to my 3 p.m., I had to plan my will. I did that yesterday. So that took two hours. And then I Whoa, had... we're really going full circle with the time. I know, dude. <laughs> then I did two hours on my phone with, quote, unquote, estate planning. I don't own a house, but whatever. And then from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m., I worked on a screenplay with my writing partner Ooh. on Liz. Yes. Uh, and then from 8 p.m. to 10.30, I watched The Thin Man uh, and hung out with my little sister and Ella. So that was my day. Gosh, that sounds like a pretty good day. Hectic. Yeah, it's a pretty average day. Yeah. But, you know, for me, there was so much more I wanted to wedge into the day. And because I spent those first three hours playing Best Fiends, I was like, shit. God damn it, Hannah. Like, there was a whole other video I wanted to edit and post. But the benefit of this time log, and this is my insummation, guys, as we let you go, because I'm sure everyone has things they want to be doing, <laughs> I, like <laughs> subscribing to this podcast and listening to more episodes. What I realized when I looked at my calendar is that everything is in fits and bursts and then relief. Mm. So I spent the first three hours of my day yesterday playing Best Fiends because I spent the 10 hours of the day prior working on a video. And that's something I'd like to balance out. But I'm not there yet. I'm really not there yet. So you mean the three hours was like your kind of downtime? I could not possibly work at that moment. Mm-hmm. My brain, mm-hmm. my creativity, I was exhausted. I needed to do nothing, but I also love to satisfy my urge to uh, receive rewards. Hence <laughs> <laughs> <And> games! <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah. And I, I think w- that's the conflict always because there's a certain things. there are certain things you want to do every day. Then there are certain things you have to do. But me and you are both people who need, I need to stare at the wall. Like, I just have to do that every day. I can't be doing something every minute of the day. Nor should you. And But it's just so constantly frustrating because I feel like I, I get very little down of what I actually want to do. Well, there's always room for improvement. There's reflection. I think that we've gotten somewhere in this in that... <laughs> I do. I do. You know, so like maybe a little structure. It seems like your relationship with time is about the permission for how you spend your time, mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm. you know, what? we'll we'll do more therapizing later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for now, among I have other things. Among other things. But for now, here's my takeaway for me personally. My takeaway is that time I thought I was wasting. I was actually resting. But I want to make my resting time. Truly restful truly restful yeah dude because i was stressing out playing best fiends for those three hours yeah and you know i would add this at first i hated doing this so much the podcast (laughs) hannah 
I hated writing down how I was spending my time. But by the end, I was kind of enjoying it, weirdly. And then I think I circled back around to hating it. Life is a rich pageant. I would really recommend this to anyone. Yeah, guys. I was interested because it's so easy to, like, spend your time and be like, oh, I have no time and not really know what you're doing. But when you actually look at it, it's pretty... It's kind of powerful. It is powerful. Well, if you guys also feel conflicted about your relationship with time management, maybe give it a shot. Do some reality testing. Instead of just giving in to the idea you have about yourself, your perception of how you spend your time, spend a couple days actually tracking it. And let us know how it goes. And well, it's important to track it, but don't judge yourself for whatever's happening. You're just recording what's happening, but you're not like, oh, God. I mean, I was doing that. But ideally... You're just noticing. So you're not trying to control it like or do anything differently. Mm, love that. Good. Very important note. Let us know what you guys thought about this episode. Uh, please feel free to leave a comment in the reviews. Uh, leave a rating if you feel so compelled. And uh, subscribe, as always, to our beloved, beautiful podcast. Please, please do leave us some feedback, though, because I would love to know if, if this was helpful, if a time log helped you out and helped you kind of reassess your relationship with time. And all I have to say about this is that I've had a great time. Spending it with you, our earbuds. I really want to see you do improv. I've never seen it. You should come to San Diego. No. <laughs> 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 <laughs>